Our reading from the Bible this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. And it's a, a familiar reading at Christmas, and it talks about the Word, which is a name for Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, or of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Up, as I say in Lancashire, in our house we had a, an old cabinet. It, it had been there as long as I could remember. It had been built by my grandfather. It was very battered. It was very dark wood. And it stood about that high. And inside was one of those old turntables. If you're of a certain age, or you're some kind of hi-fi geek, and you like surfing the net and looking into the past, you may come across references to 78 RPM. The, 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 the records, moms and dads will explain later. The records ran at 78 revolutions per minute. And underneath, in the cabinet underneath the turntable, were some 78 records. And every so often I would say to my dad, you know, can we try it? And he says it's broken. He said it's broken, it doesn't work. And I was a guess, a typical child, and I was inquisitive, and I would play with the turntable and try to get it to move around. And I would ask him a few times, Dad, are you sure this 
we can't get this to work. He said, no, it doesn't work. And in fact, he took the plug off the lead to use it for something else, because in England we do dangerous things like that. We don't have to get an electrician. <laughs> and then one day, I don't know what caused it. I, I, was, I was quite small. I wasn't very old. And I said, are you sure we can't try it? Are you sure it doesn't work? And so he attached a plug and plugged it in. And to his amazement, it worked. The turntable went round. And so he found a needle and put a needle in. And I remember him putting a record on. I grew up in a house where my dad was musical. He sang. He played the piano a bit. We went to church and we sang hymns. But I'd never heard anything like that. And I remember he went off to work that evening and I stayed up as long as I possibly could and I played record after record after record. And over the next few days, I listened to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony in its entirety, conducted by Toscanini. Wojciech's New World, Finlandia, Grieg's Piano Concerto. And my mom and dad couldn't get me to bed. I remember Chopin's Ballad, number four. And for those of you who know it, it has those haunting first phrases that seem to end in this bleak, despairing question that's left hanging before the piece opens up into this agitated inner turmoil. And then the question comes back, but then the turmoil returns, and it ends in a frenzy. I was utterly transfixed by this. If I was being pretentious, I would say I had an experience of transcendence. I experienced something that was so different because music has the capacity to speak to the soul and to speak from the soul. And it was as if I'd experienced a different realm. I was captivated. It changed my life. But then next day I went to school. And the memory of those pieces that I'd heard was still there and I could still bring the tunes into my head and replay them in my mind. But what dominated were the maths questions I couldn't do. The real world was still there. There were still the anxieties, there were still the questions that I had. I'd had an experience of transcendence. But in the end, the real world was truly overwhelming. And isn't that true for all of us? We have experiences, don't we, that we might describe as experiences of transcendence, where we get a glimpse of something that seems to be beyond the ordinary, that takes us out of the darkness and into something else. 
and we get that sense that there is something magical, something amazing about existence. And our hearts are touched. And we feel that our life has been changed. When somebody tells you that they love you, when you hear a piece of music, when you read a poem, when you experience a piece of work that you've completed and you look at it with satisfaction, when you go out into the countryside and you see nature, when you experience its power and its beauty, when you experience an act of generosity or love or you have an experience of joy or pleasure, it's as if you've been touched by transcendence. And you have. You have. Every one of those things is a glimpse, a touch of something beyond. But for all of them, for all of them, in the end, the darkness sweeps them away, doesn't it? The darkness always wins in the end. With the coming of Jesus, everything changed. The writer of that passage that was read to us, describing the coming of Jesus, says the light was coming into the world. The coming of Jesus is the coming of transcendence. And this isn't a passing transcendence. The light comes into the world, and John tells us in that passage, the darkness does not overcome it. The coming of, the Je of Jesus was the coming of transcendence. And unlike those glimpses of transcendence that we have in love or joy or music or poetry or the completion of a task or the experience of nature, in the coming of Jesus, everything changes because in His case, the darkness does not overcome it. Jesus brings transcendence. He brings something in that all of us, deep down, whether we recognize it or not, long for, look for, aspire to, get glimpses of. He came to bring it for us. You might be asking the question, so if Jesus changed everything, where is it? Because as you look around the world, there are so many good things, aren't there? There are so many things to rejoice in. Poverty is not as great as it was across the globe. Technology is very, very impressive. Antibiotics will do amazing things still. We have so much. But the darkness always wins. So if Jesus changed everything... If he is the light, 
Where is it? There's so much that could be said. I want to say one thing. I wish I could make you feel this. I wish I could make you experience it. I'd love it to be dark. I wish I could wish it dark so you could experience this. Here's a candle. I want you to imagine that this is dark. And the candle has been brought in, one solitary light in the darkness. Here's the principle. To experience the light, to experience the power of that light in this overwhelming darkness, if you are to feel its significance and experience it, you need to come towards the light. Because if you stay in the darkness, the darkness will dominate your experience and your minds and your emotions and everything. To experience the light that's come into the world, you need to come towards it. To take a step in that direction. And so I, I want to leave you with something. I want to leave you with this. It's an invitation, really. It's an encouragement. It's a thought I want to throw out. That this next year, whatever you currently think about Jesus, whatever you currently think about Christianity, whatever your experience has been, I want to encourage you to take a step towards the light, to explore this. Because if it's true, if it is true that Jesus is, as he said, the light of the world, who has come into the world, and that whoever follows him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, then it's worth taking a step towards that. So here's the invitation. In the new year, we're going to be running a course. It's called Alpha. You've got details about it. You were given them when you came in. Alpha is a really relaxed series of get-togethers where we have food. There's a video. There's an opportunity to bring questions. There's an opportunity to discuss you won't be asked to sign up for anything. You won't be pressured. It is your opportunity to say, I want to take a step towards the light and find out whether this is real, whether it is true. And so I want to encourage you. You can register online. We begin with a launch dinner on the 12th of February. Why not just come along to that? Have an experience of Alpha. Just commit yourself to that and then see what you think. But remember, the message of Christmas is that light 
has come into the darkness. And the darkness did not win. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever believes in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Transcendence has truly come. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Christmas. Father, we thank you that the story is so much bigger than we often imagine or so much bigger than the story we like to tell ourselves. It is the story of you breaking into our darkness. The darkness of our world and the darkness of our own hearts and bringing the light. The light, the true light, the lights everyone was coming into the world at Christmas time. And the darkness has not overcome it. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.